This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 64 of the Stacey West podcast. I am your host Ben and Gary is with me once again. Are you well? <laughs> you don't want me to answer that question Ben do you? No, after Not really. Our, no. <laughs> after our <laughs> chat off air I've had, I've had a pig's arsehole of a day to be honest and uh, yeah it's, just, it's, it's, it's not a good week so let's, let's, let's do the uh, let's do the yeah I'm fine Ben how are you? <laughs> Um, again, I am also uh, in, in in a similar boat, although for physical reasons, because uh, I was supposed to have a tooth out today and they got halfway through extracting it before realising that uh, the um, the anaesthetic hadn't won, uh, hadn't taken. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I've currently got a large pain in the left-hand side of my face. Which uh, apparently was, uh, is um, something that your, your wife complains about, but usually has a large pain in both in her neck, I think. Yeah, um, she she has a usually has a large pain um, in the side of her face when she tries to sleep and realises that she can't because I'm snoring all the time. Oh, okay. So she, uh, <laughs> she ends up sleeping on the other side of the on the other side of the bed. But uh, anyway, well, we've got a game this weekend. Sleeping Gary. on the other side of the bed. Anyway, yes, we have got a game this weekend. That's right. I'd, I'd almost forgotten why we bothered recording these podcasts. It's about football, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's fantastic. Like we we've actually got a chance to, to, well, get some points on the board and, you know, enjoy ourselves. I mean, I, mm. I don't know how it's going to, uh, how it's going to pan out, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, to get, uh, well, to get back on the grass, I suppose, or to get the players back on the grass. And it's also nice to see that we've got a few players back. So we shall, we shall get on to all of that. But, um, the first thing I wanted to say was obviously, uh, Monday night, is is our big event which was revealed uh, last week um we've done the draw haven't we so you've done that uh, 
just before, yep, just before we started recording, we've done the draw. Um, so if you have an email by the time you're listening to this, then congratulations, you'll see us on Monday and you'll get to see us uh, talk to Michael Appleton and Liam and anybody else that decides to pop along. Um, and we should have a good laugh. Um, are you looking forward to it, mate? It should be, should be a good one. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Um, yeah, it's... I, do you know what? It's it's gonna it's strange. I keep I keep thinking about how it might go and I have these images in my head and yeah, I know whenever I've done events in the past and done things like my book launch, you you picture how things will be and then they're, they're never like that physically, you know, to and, and it, it kind of changes the um takes the worry away. Um mm. yeah, it's gonna be really good. Uh, there's quite a bit of planning from us <laughs> still to go in, to be fair. Um as we're talking yeah. about this, we've we've kind of had a five minute chat off air about what we might do. Um so you know if if you are the lucky recipient of an email, uh what I would say is um don't expect uh, a polished uh, <laughs> polished program. <laughs> uh, I do do apologise as well to some of the people that have, have have not got through. I mean, demand was uh, certainly higher, I think, than than we anticipated. Um, we did expect to let some people down, but you know, we, we've made the draw, and we're aware that there will probably be forty or fifty friends of the pod um, that you mm. know we would love to have had there, but unfortunately, it, you know, it it is a, a, a yeah, limited I mean, number. Th- there was easily like over double the amount or double the capacity that the club are going to allow us in um, that, that sent applications through. So it's, um, you know, who knows, maybe next time we'll sell out the engine shed or something. We'll, we'll see what we can do <laughs> next time. Well, you know, if it goes well, yeah, 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 we'll know. yeah. Gary and Ben <laughs> on the road. I want my own tour bus. <laughs> you can have a tour van. Me. I say a van. You can have a push bike with a cardboard box on the top. That'll do you. No, I can't get Charlie in that. Uh, all right. What about a, one with a sidecar? Mm, yeah, okay, I suppose. You know, it can be like Wallace and Gromit and Charlie can sit in the side. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, yeah. Um, we've. Uh, it's probably going to be quite a short one uh, tonight because we're only really previewing um, there's not much to, to cover in terms of what's happened before. So, uh, Burton, away at Burton. Uh, hmm. Interesting, um, interesting run of form. Obviously, they, they drew one all uh, in the week against South End. Uh, and they had a man sent off as well. So, I think some people, you know, lots of people are saying, oh, they did really well to, to hold on and keep a draw. But I, I, be honest with you, I think we probably could have beaten South End with eight men and two of them with their feet tied together. It was, you know, they weren't that good, were they? Well, I think anybody who's saying they, they did well to hang on for a draw is misinformed and uh, under a, under some sort of illusion um, because South End did very well to hang on for the draw despite only playing against 10 men, Burton were by far the better team. Um, Southend started well, scored uh, through a uh, through a header from a corner um, early doors. Mm-hmm. John Joe O'Toole was then sent off correctly for punching. Um, can't think who it was now. I wanted to say, yeah, Tom Hopper. Of course it was. Uh, not Tom Hopper, Tom Hooper, mm-hmm. somebody. I can't remember anyway. Um, so yeah, O'Toole was sent off uh, for that clear red card as well. He's done it in a tangle and kind of lashed out a little bit. So unfortunately, there's nothing he can do. But Burton were by far the better side after that. Um, 
You know, they should have scored a couple of times before David Templeton hit the bar. Scott Fraser scored an absolute uh, stunning free kick. Uh, and by the end, Southend were, were clinging on for dear life and they'll be delighted to have got the point even against 10 men. Um, make, no, make no mistake, this is a tough game. Uh, in podcasts previous, I've spoken about um, games that I thought we should win, Wimbledon, Gillingham, um, Shrewsbury. You know, they're the, the sorts of games that I thought we could go into this with a chance. Uh, and I think people are fooled a little bit by the fact that Burton play in a relatively small stadium and by the fact that you know, up until 2009 they were a non-league team. Because this is a team that were in the Championship what, two seasons ago and they've got, in my opinion, mm. Championship quality peppered through the side. Um, they're mm. flexible. They've got a really experienced manager who's done a phenomenal job in keeping them uh, even at the level they're at now, even as a, as a League One club, they're punching above their weight technically. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're a very good side. This is going to be uh, it's going to be very very tough. Um, do you want me to just keep talking, or do you, do you have any uh, input in their players and tactics and stuff? Um, I'm all right for you to keep talking, if I'm honest, mate. The, 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 at the minute, the the less talking I do, the better my jaw feels. <sighs> You didn't even need to say the better your jaw feels there, Ben. Oh, <laughs> cheeky bastard. So um, what they play, they, they, <laughs> they're really, really flexible in their approach as well. They can play a 4-3-3, a 4-1-4-1, a 4-1-3-1. I think they played. There's not enough players. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have played that against Southend. A 4-3-1-2, I think, yeah. Um, I'd, I... Uh, Kay Jackson's picked up on the fact that whenever I say that two centre-forwards or a centre-forward is, is not particularly effective, they score. Um, so I won't say that Liam Boyce and Lucas Atkins uh, don't massively bother me. Um, they've got six goals between them in, in collectively 34 appearances, um, usually weigh in with 14 a season, potentially. And last year, you know, they they were average scorers, um, but the real strength for Burton Albion comes in the midfield area. And whether whether they play a three in midfield or a four in midfield, they've got some some wonderful players. Uh, done an article last night, which I'm sure people will have read by now, um, about David Templeton, uh, who's played for Rangers, helped Rangers climb from the Scottish third to the Scottish Championship, was at Heart Midlothian as well. Uh, what I would class as a Rolls Royce of a footballer, uh, but suffers from injuries. So he's 30 years old and he tends to play 60 minutes here and uh, come on for 20 minutes there. So his impact, yeah, if he gets on the ball and he scores a goal, he's likely to then go off, kind of job done sort of thing. Um, dangerous player, got to look out for him. Stephen Quinn's got an FA Cup runners-up medal. Uh, he played for Hull City against Arsenal in 2014. Uh, another really good player, everyone, yeah. Basic football fans will know Stephen Quinn is. Little ginger lad played um, to a really, really good level, Republic of Ireland international. And he kind of, he doesn't hold the midfield, but he's a real stable and influence in there. He's really experienced. Scott Fraser is a player that I uh, I really like the look of as well. Um, he's 24, played for Dundee United in the past. And he's one of a couple of players that have dropped down from, um, from, from Scotland and, and really done well at Burton Albion. So... Uh, they've got lots of experience. They've got some really good young players uh, across the back as well. Um, I think it's, is it Ryan Edwards? I might be wrong now. I think they picked him up from Plymouth Argyle in the uh, in the summer. Another experienced player at this level. But they're, they're the sort of team that I would like to see us become mm. because they exist on a tight budget. Uh, they 
have uh, strength in not in the individuals. They're, they're, they're a team that are greater than the sum of their parts. I remember Ben Sedgemore once saying that about um, about our team uh, when we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might um, just to stop for a second. We I might be lost here because my electricity keeps flickering on and off. Um, Ooh. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Ben Sedgemore said that about uh, about us that we, uh, back in 2002-3 that we were a team that were greater than some of our parts. And that's very much Burton Albion, very, very much them. Um, because, you know, they, you can pinpoint those individuals as I have, um, but the job that they actually do in, in keeping the side where they are in the division. And 12th in this division, you know, the six points ahead of us, that's no mean feat. Um, really tightly packed division, so... I think this is going to be an incredibly tough one. I personally, any other time, would be happy with a draw. Um, mm. But, you know, Michael and the boys need a win, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's getting to that point where I think there's a lot of people at the minute that are um, they're getting antsy. I think they, they are getting desperate for that win. Um, I think we all are, really. And I think especially with uh, having having two weeks off from no football at all. Um, I suppose getting knocked out of the FA Cup might count, but yeah, having, having a long spell without any, uh, without any home league games and, you know, two weekends on the bounce without any football whatsoever. It's, uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are up for it tomorrow. Um, I hope the lads in the, uh, in the Lincoln shirts will be as well. Um, I've got no doubt like that Michael. they will be. Um, so, yeah, did you hear I'm, his press conference today? <laughs> uh, I did, yeah, yeah. I just listened to it in the car. It, um, it, it's, it's just, it's just awkward, like having no game to, to sort of talk about and follow it up from, because it's just, I don't know, it's weird. Um, but I, I, I really think that, um, like you say, it's going to be a tough game. It, it will definitely be a real test. Um, you know, as you say, Burton. I, I, having seen the squad, it's it's one that yes, it does kind of have a lot of quality all the way through it. But hmm, I don't know. I I want to say that we'll manage to nick something, um, but as we've seen, this is not a. What it's about the team in their ranks then? So, uh, huh, but one. Th- yeah, there's one for Big you. Sam, who have they got in there? He was a player that we had on loan from oh. Sheffield United, and he started six uh, games, I think, for us, if my research from earlier was correct. Kieran Wallace. Pass. <laughs> Came on loan oh, from yeah, Sheffield I, United. I, I, yeah, I brought it up no now. Idea. Played when we lost 2-1 at home to Forest Green. We lost 1-0 away at Telford, 1-0 away at Torquay, 2-1 at home to Eastleigh, drew 1-0 at Halifax, and the sole win that he played in, we won 3-1 away at Braintree. Jordan Burrow got a double. Um, if I remember okay. correctly, he was a defender. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's now uh, a Burton regular, joined them from Fleetwood uh, last year, so not in the summer, but the summer before, 24, 6'1", likely to play likely to play tomorrow. Uh, they've got Jake Buxton, I think, hmm. there as well, who um, is a name that, again, I think a lot of uh, aficionados of, of football manager might well remember Jake Buxton. I think he's he's only started eight league games for them this season, but he's really been around. I mean, he's 30-something, but he was Mansfield, but he spent a hell of a lot of time at Derby County, I think. 
Um, and, and that's where, you know, they, they've got that experience, but it's not big mm. name experience. And I think that's quite interesting. I think, um, you know, that yeah. I remember back in the day when, you know, we tried to bring in some experienced players and I might be going back before your time, Ben, if I am, I apologize. Um, when we brought in, uh, Trevor Hebbard, Steve Foley, um, after that, more recently, Dave Phillips was, was one that we had, um, Ian Hamilton, you know, when we've brought in these players that have been around and done it and, you know, they don't do it. And then we've, you know, we've got Jason Shackle, who's kind of like our Jake Buxton. Mm. Um, but it, it's that peppering of the younger players. It's the Kieran Wallaces that they've picked up who didn't quite make it at Sheffield United. Um, who uh, That's where I see our transfer business really needing to be done. I think we've, we've got the experienced players, um, but it's it's picking up those unknown names. I was on the phone to my mm. friend Pete earlier, actually, when we were talking about the, 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 some of the, the January transfer window um, and pointed out that I think a lot of people are going to be really disappointed. And I know we're going off on a, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but I think that people are going to be very underwhelmed in January because everyone's getting excited saying, you know, oh, he's going to bring this player in. He's going to bring that player in. And I've seen reports linking us with, you know, everyone from some Manchester United kid to, to Victor and uh, Victor and each of it. And signing names doesn't necessarily get you anywhere. Signing players does. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can be the biggest name in the world, but if your legs are gone, your legs have gone. Or you can be like a, like a Jake Buxton or like a Peter Beagree back in the day who might not have been a big mover and shaker right at the top level, but then mm. have this massive impact for many years when they drop down into the lower levels. And to a degree, Jason Shackle, but you know, I think what Michael's going to be looking for is going to be looking to pick up, as I've just said, the Kieran Wallace is the 23, 24-year-olds who haven't quite broken through. And you might see us sign reserve players from other teams in our league. And then you're going to get all of the smart asses coming on going, I'm underwhelmed by that. You know, I want Ronaldo. But... I just, I do. do I genuinely think that for Michael Appleton, um, in terms of, of, of popularity with the supporters, the only way that it, it, that some supporters are going to turn around is is when we stay up at the end of the season. Um, he's not going to sign. I'll, I'll say it now, and if I'm wrong, fair enough. He's not going to sign Danny Hilton, no matter what people think. He's not going to sign Danny Hilton. Danny Hilton's just come back from injury. Um, Luton want to keep him. He's not going to sign him. People think that that's the level of player we're going to sign. They're going to be very disappointed. We didn't have the money in the summer mm. to go on a massive, massive spending spree. We did very, very well with the money that we've got. We, we, we have a, a fractured squad. But we haven't just suddenly planted a magic money tree on whatever compensation Huddersfield have paid us. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be invested sensibly. So uh, I, I don't envy Michael. It's going to be interesting meeting him because I mm. think... In press conferences at the minute, it's very short answers, and I think some questions are being avoided. You know, it was a, we were talking a minute ago when we were at the press conference, and it, it was very, very short and sweet and succinct this morning. And you say, "Oh, it's hard because we haven't got other games to talk about." Press conferences aren't about di- yeah. know, just dissecting the games. Where's the talk about free agents? You, did, you don't have to talk about uh, not free agents. Sorry, about new contracts. You could have asked that question: Where mm. are we with the new contracts? Where you, know, you said a couple of players are coming yes. back, but what one? Probably Bozzy. But we didn't really press on, you know, so is Ben Coker likely to be involved? Mm. I, I had, I, do you know what? I actually was very disappointed with this morning's press conference, if I'm honest. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I listened to it on the way home. Um, 
and it's it it was perfunctory, wasn't it? It did what it needed to do. Yeah, it's not his fault. No, no, absolutely not. No, it's it, he can only answer the questions that are put in front of him. So, yeah. um, and I noticed that Mark Wiley wasn't there. Hmm. The okay. echo didn't seem to be there, did they? It seemed to be just uh, Michael. Okay, that's interesting. I'm not even sure if Mark has been writing the articles on the Echo today. Okay. I just had a message from um, Nick Oxbury, and he said uh, Lincolnshire Live are doing an article on six possible free agents, which is a kind of a generic piece that everybody's done. Um, this has not been written by Michael Appleton. So, uh, not Michael Appleton, it won't be. He's not a journalist. Uh, Mark Wiley. So. <laughs> That'd be good if, if uh, Michael Appleton wrote, uh, you know, these are the six people that I want to bring in for free. And then, yeah. yeah. But no, I, 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 tot- I, I see what you, you see what you mean. It's, it's, it, it's a difficult one because, like you say, there are going to be some fans that won't necessarily be happy until we sign, you know, a big name for this lev- for this level. Um, like the people that were clamouring to to sign Moisa in you know last season, um, I, I think there were a lot of people that were almost expecting him to arrive um, at Central Bank, and I think when you when you set that expectation, you've then got the problem of obviously if it doesn't come off, then you've you've wound yourself up and you've got yourself disappointed over something that, in all fairness, was never going to happen in the first place. So I, th- I wouldn't. <laughs> Go on, sorry, I'll, I'll, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, mate. No, I was saying, I, I just wonder if that's what's, you know, that's what's getting uh, getting in people's minds at the minute is that they want to do, they want a certain player and they want a certain, you know, in their in their mind caliber of player. Whereas, what I think, you know, obviously what what Danny did previously was he would go cherry picking in in um, in the championship and bring players down what I think Michael's going to do is not to the extent that Keith did it but I think he's going to do similar to what Keith did and look in and around our level and and below and say right these are the gems that we've not you know that people haven't quite polished up and I think we can do that so no I disagree I think I think the gems that he's going to polish will be rejects or not rejects but will be players on the fringes from leagues above I, I can't okay. see him. I can't see him dipping into league two but um maybe we should have a, a Stacey West wager um, uh, and, and see who's right. I might be wrong. It's all mm. opinion. Um, I, I certainly can see him picking up people from our level, but you know, mm. Keith was was very much he he shopped in the bargain bins. You know, even the likes of Gary Fletcher, uh, as he was at the time, came out of the non-league, um, mm. and he went over to Ireland. I I can't see Michael Apton bringing in League Two players. Um, certainly not your fringe ones. But just going back to a point you said, you said about people's expectations being raised. The Lincolnshire Live article that, that Nick Oxbury sent me a minute ago, I've just looked at it on my phone while we're talking. And they've, they've basically put six free agents who could join League One clubs before January. So being Lincolnshire Live, that's that's kind of fishing. Um, in cycle, Michael Appleton is exploring the low market. Slightly young players from the Premier League or Championship will be among rivals. There is, though, the opportunity to beat the New Year rush and make some new additions before then with plenty of free agents available. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Victor and Nietzsche <laughs> Oh, right. that's that's the most realistic one. <laughs> Joe Ledley. What? Ross Wallace. Oh, that's realistic because he did leave Fleetwood uh, earlier in the year. So Ross Wallace. Jack Rodwell. <laughs> I get, it gets better, honestly. Martin Olsen. Right. 
Wilfred Bonney. Where have they... Jesus Christ. I mean, of all of those names, like, there's very little chance, obviously, of, of League One clubs potentially signing them. But also, Jack Rodwell, who'd want him after what happened at Sunderland? There we go. I, I, to be honest, I'd, I'd have Jack Rodwell all day long, but he ain't going to come here. Played championship football for Blackburn last year. Got Wilfred Bonney, who was, who was, who was, was what, a £27 million striker four or five years ago. I, you see, the thing is that that does raise expectation because it doesn't amongst, let's say, 70% of the fan base, but you'll get 30% of people, and there are vocal 30% on social media who don't understand the economics of football. Mm. And... You know, even Victor Anitri has been training with Doncaster. There's a reason he didn't sign for Doncaster. If you read the articles that have gone out about it, it yeah, he had plenty, he had lots of offers from Doncaster, but they couldn't get to where they needed to be. So they couldn't afford Victor Anitri. So why would we be breaking the bank to bring in a 31-year-old striker when Michael Appleton has already said it's about legs? Quite rightly in the intro, and, and what that article is, it's clickbait, and I should know because I made a living writing clickbait for a while. Um <laughs> I did, I did, and to a degree, in some instances, still do on other, on some sites. But that's clickbait, and um, it's it's designed in order to to almost draw people in and and say and make wild claims. But it, in the par- in the first paragraph, they actually basically say this isn't going to be who Lincoln are signing, but they could. That's like saying, well, you know, we could walk down the street and find all these things, a Mercedes, uh, gold bars. <laughs> yeah, we could, but it's not going to happen. Um, and they're quite right that Michael Appleton will be looking for, in my opinion, younger players, as I've said, not necessarily youth team players, not necessarily under 23 players who are with potential, um, but, but players on the fringes of teams. Um, and uh, yeah, let's face it, I think it'd be You'd be an unwise man to bet against us bringing in a um, West Brom player of some mm. description. Yeah, no, I think it's. Um, I think, I think you're right on that one. Um, I I was sort of sticking, uh, you know, licking my finger, sticking it in the air, and seeing what came to me with, uh, with my prediction. So, I would be more than happy to be proven wrong. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that would probably just be wanting to. To, as I say, get names in, you know, get the, like you said earlier, they, they're, they're going to want the names rather than the players. And we've, I think we've proven that, um, you know, as a club, we've proven that you don't always have to get a big name or a bigger name player. And sometimes when you do, it doesn't always work out. So, hmm. Tyler Walker was a name, John O'Kindy was a name, George Grant was a name. In actual fact, hmm. we, you know, we, we signed a lot of names, so to speak, over the you know, the last uh, year or two, some worked out and you know, Cameron Stewart was a name and look how that worked out. So it's all about the player. And what what I, I truly believe is that whether Michael impresses you in the, not you, Ben, but generally whether Michael impresses you in a press conference or not, whether he jumps up and down on the touchline, whether he's this, whether he's that, all of that is irrelevant. What's relevant is it's not even who he brings to the, the, the team as much. It's what he does with them on the training ground and whether that comes across on the pitch. Because football clubs are made up of all manner of different players. And in some instances, teams full of names have done things. In some instances, teams full of, of, I wouldn't say nobodies, but not recognisable names like Burton to a degree uh, have done really well. And it is all about how you get those players working together. And I firmly believe that 
However, whatever situation we were in when Michael came in is not the situation that he would envisage the club being in in a year's time, i.e., you know, he's here to do a job. And I keep going back to the, uh, the, the, the Twitter poll that I saw after the Ipswich game, was it, where it said um, somebody had put about, you know, if he loses at Burton, will his pressure be on? I, I genuinely, genuinely don't think that that pressure is going to come onto Mike Appleton. Um, not from the board. I don't mm. think our board are rash. Um, I think they are a board that will act in the in the right manner. Mm. Uh, certainly, if led by by Clive and, and Roger, if directed by the likes of Clive and Roger, who are both very grounded people. Um, you know, the, the one thing we need to make sure is that Michael doesn't turn and walk away. Mm. Uh, that that's you know that I I would I would say if if either of the things are more likely that is and I'm not saying that he's going to quit not not at all I don't want people taking that out of context but I would say that that would be a more likely scenario than than the board moving if we if we lose to Burton absolutely mm. I think talk of it is is ludicrous in fact I'm even regretting bringing it up myself now no I I yeah I'm fully with you on that because it's it is a it's a ludicrous suggestion to to imagine that. Um, that that's even going to be on their minds. Um, I know that from conversations that we've had publicly and and privately with with uh, you know certain individuals at the club that they are confident that they've got the right person. They're confident in Michael's ability and his in his talents and his personality that they have found the person to take the club forward at this point. It's not going to be an immediate thing. I think we've we've said as much as uh, on here as uh, you know before. It's not going to be uh, an immediate continuation of the the upward spiral that we've had um there might be a few missteps to you know this season particularly but i i can't see at this point in time i really can't see us playing league two football again next season um and if as long as we're not then i'm going to be you know i'm going to be happy at the end of the season so um right that's the game done. Is there anything else that we need to talk about other than possibly, well, we've mentioned it with, uh, it seems like Bozzy's back. Um, he's going to be featuring tomorrow. Well, we hope he is. Yeah. What's um, anything else that we we can think of? No, I don't really, I don't think so. Um, it'd be nice to have Bozzy back. I think that he is a key player for us without a doubt mm. I think that's stating the bloody obvious um, <laughs> and people saying oh, who should we drop we should drop Shackle no, no we shouldn't um, and you know I, I do think that we lack legs with with, with Shacks and uh, and Bozzy together but you know Kean who has done well we also lack a little bit of legs so I can't see yeah, I can't see Kean keeping his place if, if Bozzy is fit and raring to go unless he chooses to use him in midfield Um so obviously, if Mickey's still out and Lee Freck's still out, Joe Morell's quite yeah. energetic, so he could choose to use Bozzy in that holding role. Uh, but if he's just coming back from injury, I, I'm not so sure. Don't know. Team selection is always interesting with Michael, and whether that's a good or a bad thing, you never. He's hard to second guess, and you never quite mm. know what's coming. Um, not something that's particularly a trait in the past. Having looked through, you know, he tends to be quite um, regimented and, and have his fa- not favourites, but have a settled lineup as our previous manager did. Yeah. So I think it's probably a reflection both of the injuries and of a new manager getting to know his squad. So it'd be quite interesting to hear his thoughts on um, 
on coming into a, what seems to be a successful team, I think as well, which is something I'm hoping to broach with him because I, you know, normally a new manager comes in when one manager's been sacked and when you're on your ass, the only way's up. So when you come mm. in taking over a club that's sat in the highest league position, more or less uh, in, in a generation, you know, there, is, there was only ever one way that, that Michael could take the club. And, um, mm. you know, it, it wouldn't matter whether it was Michael Appleton or Jose Mourinho, you know, the position we were in when Danny and Nicky left was an unsustainable position. We said it on the pod. We expected to be 10th to 11th or 12th. Mm-hmm. You know, I still don't think that's beyond the realms of possibility. Um, although I just, you know, you look at the Christmas period and it could be, could be a worrying time. You know, this, this game and certainly Tranmere uh, next Saturday are two huge, huge games. And if we came out of both with four points, um, I'd be delighted. A draw, make no mistake, a draw at Burton Albion would be a good result. Be a, mm-hmm. be a really, really good result. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, cool. Right. Um, I don't think there's anything more that we need to plug or talk about aside from, obviously, Monday. But that's no, about no, it. just Monday. Yeah, that's it, really. Uh, cool. Yeah. So, um, once again... Those of you that uh, that have um, that, that have received an email, we shall see you on Monday. If you can't make it, please do email back or get in touch with us on social media because we will then be able to sort of um, get somebody else to take your place because uh, it was very, very limited. Um, and, yeah, it's just uh, we, we don't we, – we d- felt really bad sort of saying to people that you know or when we did the draw we were, like gary said earlier you know when when names came out that or names didn't come out that you know good friends of the podcast it was uh it was a little bit uh, you almost feel a bit guilty don't you yeah we just we had to be fair though um I mean, we didn't yeah, we didn't absolutely. want to do it um live and online because you know it's not a spectator sport so to speak but um you know we, we just wanted to to make sure that everybody who applied had an equal chance. And uh, it, it is a shame, you know, there's a couple of people applied for two tickets and I know have only got one, um, which is again, you know, unfortunate if those, those people have don't want to then go because they can't have the two, then, mm. you know, fair enough, but there we go. That's how it is. Absolutely. So um, the exact venue is yet to be a hundred percent confirmed, but it is either going to be, the 1884 suite or the boardroom, I believe. That's what we've been told. Um, I'm we'll at, confirm that in the yeah, email. Yeah, we'll, we'll confirm that in the in the email um, or in our what people want to know What people want to know, Ben, is when are you going to be able to put it out next week? Um, yeah, I'm sure I will be able to. Um, you know, after after getting some, some gentle stick tonight on Twitter without being tagged. You know, when you said it was uh, recording and I've got something wrong with me again, and you didn't tag me in it, just hoping I'd see it. I know. Yeah, yeah, I knew you'd see it. You, you know. I know your game, Hutchinson. I know your game. If you were a horse. <laughs> I'd be glue, mate. I'd be Pritstick. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be back in you, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, we'll get every, all the details will be going out to uh, to the people that are coming along. And uh, we hope everyone has a good time. Uh, obviously, this one will be out Friday. We will aim to get the live ones out at some point next week, in addition to uh, the regular pod, which will be on Thursday. So uh, I think that's about it. Unless there's anything else to plug, I think we're good. 
I think we've covered that three times now. So yeah, I think we're good. Cool. Well, I am on painkillers and, and all the rest of it. So I will, uh, I'll wrap it up as there. Usual. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you later. Take care. Cheers, bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.